chapter four part two of the city that was by stephen smith this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter four new york the unclean part two the inspector of the fifteenth ward reports in a dark and damp cellar about eighteen feet square and seven feet high lived a family of seven persons within the past year two have died of typhus two of smallpox and one has been sent to the hospital with erysipelas the tops of the windows of this abode are below the level of the surface and in the court near are several privies and a rear tenant house yet this occurred but a short distance from the very heart of the city the inspector of the ninth ward writes at numbers blank 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 and blank hammond street and also at number blank washington street are inhabited cellars the ceilings of which are below the level of the street inaccessible to the rays of the sun and always damp and dismal three of them are flooded at every heavy rain and require to be bailed out they are let at a somewhat smaller rent than is asked for apartments on an upper floor and are rented by those to whom poverty leaves no choice they are rarely vacant the inspector of the seventeenth ward states that in seventeen squares fifty-five houses contain two hundred and forty-six persons living in cellars entirely underground as a matter of course such cellars are unhealthy dwelling apartments stanton place has some of these miserable cellar apartments in which diseases have been generated these cellars are entirely subterranean dark and damp the inspector of the sixth ward says there has been some improvement within the last few years the cellar population having been perceptibly decreased yet four hundred and ninety-six persons still live in damp and unwholesome quarters underground in some of them water was discovered trickling down the walls the source of which was sometimes traced to the courts and alleys and sometimes to the soakage from the water-closets the noxious effluvia always present in these basements are of a sickening character many of the cellars are occupied by two or three families a number are also occupied as lodging-houses accommodating from twenty to thirty lodgers one near the corner of elm and worth street is now fifteen or sixteen feet below the level of the street the street having been raised ten feet the lodging-house keeper complained to the inspector that her business had fallen off some since the street was raised as might be expected the sickness rate is very high rheumatic disease fever strumous diseases cholera infantum etc etc running riot among the population indeed in nearly every basement disease of some kind has been found peculiarly prevalent and fatal another inspector says at number blank west sixteenth street two families in which are thirteen persons occupy the basement it is so dark that ordinary type can be seen with difficulty in the other case the people were healthy before entering the basement since however they have been ill the mother has phthisis of twenty-four cellars note of which has been made four only were in good sanitary condition the rest were more or less filthy some indescribably so one contained urine bones and soakage from the privy the inspector of the eighteenth ward writes there are a few cellars so dark that one cannot see to read in them unless by artificial light 
except for a few hours in the day by sitting close to the window and there are many basement rooms into whose gloomy recesses not a single direct ray from the sun ever shone the latter are as a rule by half their depth below the level of the street dark and damp with very little chance for circulation of air it would be difficult to imagine a human being more completely beyond reach of sanitary provisions and when we discover that four large families often crowd this subterranean floor no words are needed to show their condition deplorable that a generally impaired vitality is promoted by living in this unnatural way a nameless ever new disease there can be no question that these people will be especially prone to whatever form of prevailing sickness may be about in the community no one can doubt but whether there is any specific cause involved capable of producing definite forms of disease is more difficult to determine an inspector thus describes a visit to one of these subterranean abodes we enter a room whose low ceiling is blackened with smoke and its walls discoloured with damp in front opening on a narrow area covered with green mould two small windows their tops scarcely level with the courtyard afford at noonday a twilight illumination to the apartment through their broken panes they admit the damp air laden with effluvia which constitutes the vital atmosphere inhaled by all who are immured in this dismal abode a door at the back of this room communicates with another which is entirely dark and has but this one opening both rooms together have an area of about eighteen feet square the father of the family a day labourer is absent the mother a wrinkled crone at thirty sits rocking in her arms an infant whose pasty and pallid features tell that decay and death are usurping the place of health and life two older children are in the street which is their only playground and the only place where they can go to breathe an atmosphere that is even comparatively pure a fourth child emaciated to a skeleton and with that ghastly and unearthly look which marasmus impresses on its victims has reared his feeble frame on a rickety chair against the window-sill and is striving to get a glimpse of the smiling heavens whose light is so seldom permitted to gladden its longing eyes its youth has battled nobly against the terrible morbid and devitalizing agents which have oppressed its childish life the poisonous air the darkness and the damp but the battle is nearly over it is easy to decide where the victory will be but i need not multiply the evidences that eighteen thousand people men women and children a goodly-sized town are to-day living in our city in a condition the most destructive to health happiness and morals that could possibly be devised as you look into these abodes of wretchedness filth and disease the inmates manifest the same lethargic habits as animals burrowing in the ground they are indeed half narcotized by the constant inhalation of the emanations of their own bodies and by a prolonged absence of light and fresh air here we never find sound health while the constant sickness rate ranges from seventy five to ninety per cent 
now as to the second condition under which we find the laboring classes it is estimated by the police that the tenant-house population of new york reaches the enormous figure of five hundred thousand or about half of the total number of inhabitants the great and striking fact in regard to the domiciliary condition of the tenant-house class is overcrowding and deficient sunlight and fresh air the landlord of the poor tenant-house has two principal motives first to pack as many persons as he can in a given space and second to make as few improvements and repairs as possible the tenant-houses are of two classes viz the front and the rear the latter is closely allied to the cellar being shut out from air and sunlight it is generally damp gloomy and filthy the space between the front and rear house familiarly called the well-hole contains the privy and cesspool the emanations from which are closely confined to this space and slowly but constantly pervade with their disgusting odours all the rooms and recesses the tenant-house has frequently been described by sensation writers with all its miseries its diseases and its deaths but no pen nor pencil can sketch the living reality it is only by personal inspection that one can learn to what depths of social and physical degradation human beings can descend set a committee appointed by your body to investigate the condition of the tenant-houses of new york sitting together upon the same broken box lying together upon the same dirty straw covered by the same filthy shreds vying with each other in the utterance of foul obscenities you have a picture of the mass of corruption and squalid misery gathered inside the walls of that unventilated building in mission place in that single house there was that which made the soul sicken and turn in horror from the sight vice with its pretentious brow and wretchedness with hollow cheek and sunken glazed eye were there hunger and lust stood side by side petite larceny and cold-blooded murder were holding converse the inspectors describe more or less minutely a large number of tenant-houses and also of groups cat alley is the local designation of a group of dilapidated tenant-houses in an alley on cannon street the alley is unpaved and is excessively filthy the privy is a small and broken-down structure covering only a part of the vault which is now full almost to overflowing the inhabitants are degraded both physically and socially in several of the domiciles at the time of our last inspection there was neither bedstead nor table twelve of these families were found in a wretched condition and all the children we saw were covered with dirt and presented the intensest aspects of scrofulous disease their sore eyes encrusted heads and dehumanizing appearance told the story of want and neglect and of greater evils to come five small houses two and a half stories in height including the basements each containing apartments for six families front on an alley called rivington place this alley is always in a filthy condition the houses on it are small and overcrowded 
the thirty families that reside in these five houses have no other water supply than that which two hydrants furnish in the exterior courtyard while for this population of nearly two hundred persons of all ages there are but two privy vaults and at the time of the last inspection of the quarters these vaults were filled nearly to the surface in the year eighteen forty nine forty-two individuals died here in three weeks of cholera and not one recovered that was taken sick the reasons are plain they have no ventilation and the houses being double the exhalations from one apartment are inhaled by the other at number blank west twenty-fifth street a wretched tenement of two apartments the rooms occupied by one family the sitting-room is about ten by twelve feet and the bedroom about five by twelve without a single window or air-hole these rooms were occupied in the hot months of july by a colored female having pulmonary consumption and her two children here she died shortly after we made the inspection of her domicilium having no money nor friends a christian burial was denied her for four days although the neighbors acquainted the police of the fact and they the health warden r a g pickers row is thus described the houses are of wood two stories with attic and basement the attic rooms are used to deposit the filthy rags and bones as they are taken from gutters and slaughter-houses the yards are filled with dirty rags hung up to dry sending forth their stench to all the neighbourhood and are exceedingly nauseous operating upon me as an emetic the tenants are all germans of the lowest order having no national nor personal pride they are exceedingly filthy in person and their bedclothes are as dirty as the floors they walk on their food is of the poorest quality and their feet and heads and doubtless their whole bodies are anasarcus suffering from what they call rheumatism but which is in reality a prostrate nervous system the result of foul air and inadequate supply of nutritious food they have a peculiar taste for the association of dogs and cats there being about fifty of the former and thirty of the latter the whole number of apartments is thirty-two occupied by twenty-eight families number one twenty in all sixty adults and sixty children the yards are all small and the sinks running over with filth says a visitor in the eighth ward the instances are many in which one or more families of from three to seven or more members of all ages and both sexes are congregated in a single and often contracted apartment here they eat drink sleep work dress and undress without the possibility of that privacy which an innate modesty imperatively demands in sickness and in health it is the same what is the consequence the sense of shame the greatest surest safeguard of virtue except the grace of god is gradually blunted ruined and finally destroyed new scenes are witnessed and participated in with a countenance of brass the very thought of which once would have filled the sensitive heart of modesty with pain and covered its cheeks with burning blushes the mind of one thus brought in daily and nightly contact with such scenes must become greatly debased and his fall from the assaults of vice rendered almost certain another writes 
these houses seem to be always open to newcomers and in some way or other they can accommodate them i have found three families of men women and children in one room there they lived and there they slept can any one doubt that there must be a rapid declension of morals in both parents and children or that a bar is here opposed to moral and religious instruction or that this state of things is consequent on the circumstances and condition of life i could give you many details of other tenant-houses the reputation of which is a reproach to any city in the civilized world such is gotham court rotten row the great eastern sebastopol quality row bummer's retreat etc speaking of the tenant-houses the rev dr muhlenberg says their homes that cold and damp cellar about as tenantable as your coal vault do you call that a home for the distressed body crowded in one corner there swollen with the pains of rheumatism or that close apartment heated or stifling in preparing the evening meal on the shattered stove that suffocating room where you would not stop within for a moment is that the home which you think so favourable for the worn asthmatic catching every breath as if the last ask any clergyman he will tell you with how little satisfaction he makes his visits among the poor when they are labouring among disease how he never has the heart to speak of comfort for the soul when discomforts of the body call so loudly for relief and for which the scanty aid he can minister seems akin to mockery mr n p willis who witnessed the draft riots thus truthfully and graphically describes the inmates of tenant-houses the high brick blocks and closely packed houses where the mobs originated seemed to be literally hives of sickness and vice it was wonderful to see and difficult to believe that so much misery disease and wretchedness can be huddled together and hidden by high walls unvisited and unthought of so near our own abodes lewd but pale and sickly young women scarce decent in their ragged attire were impudent and scattered everywhere in the crowd but what numbers of these poorer classes are deformed what numbers are made hideous by self-neglect and infirmity alas human faces look so hideous with hope and self-respect all gone and female forms and features are made so frightful by sin squalor and debasement to walk the streets as we walked them in those hours of conflagration and riot was like witnessing the day of judgment with every wicked thing revealed every sin and sorrow blazingly glared upon every hidden abomination laid bare before hell's expectant fire the elements of popular discord are gathered in these wretchedly constructed tenement houses where poverty disease and crime find an abode here disease in its most loathsome form propagates itself unholy passions rule in the domestic circle everything within and without tends to physical and moral degradation such mr chairman is the external and internal sanitary condition of the homes of five hundred thousand people in the city of new york to-day as revealed by this inspection 
it requires no extraordinary amount of medical knowledge to determine the physical condition of this immense population living under such circumstances even though no devastating epidemic is found ravaging the tenant-house yet the first sight of the wretched inmates convinces you that diseases far more destructive to health and happiness because creating no alarm are wasting the vital energies and slowly but surely consuming the very tissues of the body here infantile life unfolds its bud but perishes before its first anniversary here youth is ugly with loathsome diseases and the deformities which follow physical degeneracy here the decrepitude of old age is found at thirty the poor themselves have a very expressive term for the slow process of decay which they suffer viz tenant-house rot the great majority are indeed undergoing a slow decomposition a true eremacausis as the chemists term it and with this physical degeneration we find mental and moral deterioration the frequent expression of the poor we have no sickness thank god is uttered by those whose sunken eyes pale cheeks and colourless lips speak more eloquently than words of the unseen agencies which are sapping the fountains of health vice crime drunkenness lust disease and death here hold sway in spite of the most powerful moral and religious influences religious teachers and bible readers are beginning to give this class over as past all remedy until their physical condition is improved their intellects are so blunted and their perceptions so perverted by the noxious atmosphere which they breathe and the all-pervading filth in which they live move and have their being that they are not susceptible to moral or religious influences in london some of the city missionaries have entirely abandoned the tenant-house class there is undoubtedly a depraved physical condition which explains the moral deterioration of these people and which can never be overcome until we surround them with the conditions of sound health a child growing up in this pestilential atmosphere becomes vicious and brutal not from any natural depravity but because it is mentally incapable of the perceptions of truth most truly does the inspector of the fourth ward say there is a tenant-house cahexy well known to such medical men as have a practical acquaintance with these abodes nor does it affect alone the physical condition of their inmates it has its moral prototype in an oclesis of vice a contagious depravity to whose malign influence the youthful survivors of the terrible physical evils to which their infancy is exposed are sure to succumb we often find in persons of less than middle age who have long occupied such confined and filthy premises a morbid condition of the system unknown elsewhere the eye becomes bleared the senses blunted the limbs shrunken and tremulous the secretions exceedingly offensive there is a state of premature decay in this condition of life the ties of nature seem to be unloosed maternal instinct and filial affection seem to participate in the general decay of soul and body a kind providence whose hand is visible even here mercifully provides that the almost inevitable decay and death which man's criminal neglect entails on the 
offspring of the unfortunate who dwell in these dreary mansions shall elicit comparatively feeble pangs of parental anguish to the physical and moral degradation the blight of these miserable abodes where decay reigns supreme over habitation and inhabitant alike may be plainly traced much of the immorality and crime which prevail among us the established truth that as the corporeal frame deteriorates man's spiritual nature is liable also to degenerate receives its apt illustration here but sir acute diseases and those frequently of the most destructive character prevail at all seasons among the tenant-house population and generally with fearful fatality although the last summer and autumn were unusually healthy these records show the prevalence of a vast amount of diseases among the poor of new york these diseases are of a kind that always originate in or are aggravated by the crowding of families in unventilated apartments want of sunlight and pure air house and street filth etc first ward the diseases prevalent in this district the past season have been principally typhus measles diarrhoea dysentery cholera morbus cholera infantum and marasmus diarrheal diseases are most prevalent in those insalubrious quarters already described and at a season when the exciting causes are at their greatest stage of development and activity second and third wards typhus fever made its appearance in tenant houses and in two or three instances spread through all the families immediately exposed at one place the disease attacked successively every member of the family immediately exposed but was prevented from spreading further by free ventilation fifth ward the slips in consequence of receiving the sewerage of the district and the surrounding parts of the city are generally foul and the undoubted source of much sickness smallpox has prevailed more extensively than for many years past typhus and typhoid fevers have been prevalent over the whole district eighth ward the prevailing diseases of the past season have been fevers of the typhus typhoid remittent and intermittent types cholera infantum scarlatina dysentery and diarrhoea all confined to densely populated tenements the typhus and typhoid fevers have been of a malignant type in two houses twelve out of eighteen cases proving fatal ninth ward the prevailing diseases during the past season have been typhoid fever dysentery diarrhoea scarlet fever measles and a few cases of variola sixth ward the seeds of disease exist everywhere and although removable and susceptible of sanitary control they are yet uncontrolled and at any time may spring into activity and a terrific life that shall only have the power and effect of death cholera when it visits these shores again will first break forth here if proper sanitary measures be neglected typhus fever nests exist in all parts of the district and it has been traced from these nests to every ward in the city spreading the disease not only in the worst localities but into the homes of the industrious the wealthy and the highest classes of society this disease is now on the increase and if proper sanitary measures are not adopted to remove the predisposing and infecting causes we may again have an epidemic of that scourge fourteenth ward 
there have been attended in this district during the last year over two hundred cases of typhoid and typhus fever by one dispensary physician also seventy cases of dysentery and fifty cases of smallpox there is one particular locality which has contributed to the spread and intensity of the fever contagion viz the little street known as jersey street it is always filthy and the effluvia arising therefrom is extremely offensive the privies are generally full nearly to overflowing and the yards are also in a dirty condition heaps of refuse matter being allowed to remain and to accumulate continually in many of them there is no sewer in the little street though the streets at each end are sewered tenth ward the most prominent diseases during the past year have been phthisis typhoid and scarlet fevers cholera infantum dysentery smallpox and diphtheria they were most prevalent in the poorest part of the district having the lowest ground the filthiest streets and the most dense population of poor and careless people who are crowded in the numerous tenant-houses shanties and small dwellings which were built for one or two families but are now made to contain from five to ten nineteenth ward the diseases that have chiefly prevailed during the past season are dysentery diarrhoea cholera morbus cholera infantum and the exanthemous fevers they were of the most frequent occurrence in the most crowded and insalubrious quarters fifteenth ward since the commencement of the survey scarlet fever typhoid fever smallpox and cholera infantum have prevailed in the tenant houses of this ward six cases of smallpox occurred in one of three thickly populated rows of such dwellings and the disease was communicated to a child in an adjacent street who had been playing in the infected neighborhood seven cases of typhoid also occurred in a court among children and this was within a few doors of better class houses eleventh ward typhus and typhoid fevers have been found prevailing in all sections of this district smallpox scarlatina measles and pulmonary diseases are met with in almost every street typhus is the most typical of the preventable diseases that abound in the eleventh ward cholera infantum and obstinate diarrheal maladies were prevalent in the rear tenements and throughout the lowest streets during the summer and autumn to give you an idea of the wide prevalence of these diseases i will notice one or two more in detail smallpox is the very type of preventable diseases we have a safe and sure preventive in thorough vaccination and yet this loathsome disease is at this moment an epidemic in new york in two days time the inspectors found six hundred and forty four cases and in two weeks upward of twelve hundred and it was estimated that only about one-half were discovered in many large tenant-houses six eight and ten cases were found at the same time they found it under every conceivable condition tending to promote its communicability it was in the street-cars in the stages in the hacks and on the ferry-boats in junk-shops in cigar-stores in candy-shops in the families of tailors and seamstresses who were making clothing for wholesale stores in public and in private charities i hold in my hand a list of cases of smallpox found existing under circumstances which show how widespread is this disease 
bedding of a fatal case of smallpox was sold to a ragman case in a room where candy and daily papers were sold case in a ferry boat woman was attending bar and acting as nurse to her husband who had smallpox girl who was making cigars while scabs were falling from her skin seamstress who was making shirts for a broadway store one of which was thrown over the cradle of a child sick of smallpox tailors making soldiers clothing having their children from whom the scabs were falling wrapped in the garments a woman selling vegetables had the scabs falling from her face among the vegetables etc etc instances of this kind can be quoted at any length but these examples are sufficient to show that smallpox spreads uncontrolled throughout our city and they show too how this disease is disseminated abroad says the inspector of the fourth ward in localities where smallpox prevailed i found in some instances within a few feet of the patients tailors at work for our best clothing establishments such infected vestments worse than the tunic of the centaur bring disease and death not only to the wearers but to many others the occupant of the crowded tenant house procures from such a source a coat or a blanket and soon a loathsome pest attacks the young and unprotected members of his family and ultimately spreads through the entire quarter destroying life after life and endangering the health of a whole community smallpox suddenly breaking out in some secluded rural district often owes its unsuspected origin to the above causes in the remote solitude of the ocean the seaman opens the chest in which he has deposited such obnoxious apparel and from this pandora's box scatters the seeds of pestilence among his comrades which ripening shall spread its germs to distant ports or what is more striking take the following from the report of the inspector of the fifth ward the largest wholesale establishments for the sale of dried goods on this side of the atlantic ocean are in immediate contact with the tenant houses of the worst class and which are infested with smallpox and typhus fever the two freight depots and the principal passenger depot of the railroad company are in the same close association with these nests of infection in the region immediately surrounding are also situated several hotels and a large number of boarding-houses whose inmates are thus in danger of personal contact with these diseases any moment west broadway running through the very centre of the district is traversed by five different lines of railway cars with an average of five cars passing every minute and carrying millions of passengers yearly by the very doors of these houses broadway at but a short distance removed is the principal thoroughfare of the city hudson street on the west is also a leading route for city travel and the cross streets of the district are traversed daily by multitudes to reach various lines of steamboats cars and steamships which leave the city opposite this point all this large amount of daily travel passes through a region always containing cases of typhus fever and largely infected with smallpox is it any cause of surprise that cases of these diseases are here contracted to be carried to distant sections of the country there to develop themselves to the surprise and alarm of whole neighbourhoods 
it is also well to remember that several large livery stables are located in the immediate neighborhood whose vehicles it is well known are frequently employed to carry persons suffering from these diseases to hospitals or to attend at funerals these vehicles are perhaps immediately afterward driven to the various car and steamboat lines to secure passengers who are thus exposed in the most dangerous manner to these diseases second only to smallpox as a preventable disease but of a more fatal character is typhus fever typhus is greatly aggravated by domestic filth and by overcrowding with deficient ventilation the inspectors found and located by street and number less than two thousand cases of this most contagious and fatal disease commencing in a large tenant-house in mulberry street it was traced from locality to locality in the poorer quarters until it was found to have visited nearly every section of the city it became localized in many tenant-houses and streets where it still remains causing a large amount of sickness and mortality at mulberry street in a notoriously filthy house it has existed for more than four years this house has a population of about three hundred and twenty which is renewed every few months during the period alluded to there have been no less than sixty deaths by fever in this single house and two hundred and forty cases to-day this fever is raging uncontrolled in that house creating more orphans than many well-fought battles every new family which enters these infected quarters is sure to fall a victim to this pestilential disease the tenant house number blank east seventeenth street which reeks with filth gives the same history upwards of eighty-five cases with a large percentage of deaths occurred in this single house during the past season and still it remained unclean and open to new tenants i could mention scores of these houses in every part of the tenant-house district where typhus has apparently taken up its abode and from which it sends out in every direction its deadly streams not only have single houses become centres of contagion but this fever has in many instances become localized in crowded streets which to-day are almost impassable on account of the heaps of garbage and the courts and alleys of which are reeking with filth making them great centres of pestilence from many of these tenements whole families have been swept away jersey street a short but uncleaned avenue adjacent to a fashionable part of broadway is another great depot of fever which according to these records frequently contains upward of thirty cases in progress at one time east eleventh street between first and second avenues now as all the past summer in a horribly filthy condition is a local habitation of fever of the worst type the same statement may be made of nearly every district where the tenant-houses are especially crowded and the streets courts and alleys are unusually filthy End of chapter four part two